Welcome to Link Educate, a professional development podcast series of interviews with students, young professionals, veterans, and professors of the supply chain industry to discuss how supply chain and logistics has changed in terms of recruiting, training, and more. My name is McKenna Morales, and I am the web editor for both Supply and Demand Chain Executive and Food Logistics Magazines. Today, I am talking with Felisa Higgins of the Pennsylvania State University. In this episode, we are discussing why your work in the supply chain will continue to matter as the coronavirus pandemic runs rampant throughout the country. We also discuss how the pandemic is changing her teaching style and the benefits that students have on learning about supply chain risks in real time. So, Felisa, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Why the supply chain and why do you think students should be interested in the supply chain industry? All right. Thank you for that question. Actually, I have a very dear colleague of mine. His name is Norm. And he always tells the students uh, in his class the first day, with supply chain, you can actually change the world. And I couldn't agree uh, with him more uh, because I, I honestly think that students have such a versatile field of opportunities in supply chain because as, as, as I share with them, everything comes from a supply chain. I, I make them look around the room and I said, <laughs> I dare you, I dare you to point something like your sneakers, what you have for breakfast. I ask them about their food. What do you mm-hmm. think? Where did it come from? So, so I, I get them to think uh, about um, how relevant and how impactful uh, uh, supply chain is because of the fact that three things, every organization has to create va- and deliver value uh, to a customer or an end user or, or, or somebody who needs that value. Number two, to do that, no organization can do it by themselves in isolation. And number three, uh, once the company you know, reaches out to a network, aka their supply chain, to be able to deliver that value, uh, how they manage that supply chain, those relationships, that network can make or break a company. Mm -hmm. What's funny is that um, prior to this year, I think that to many students, it sounded like a little bit of an oversell. Oh, you're just excited because you study supply chain and now you're saying it's the greatest thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is this thing? You know, I thought supply chain was driving forklifts. And I said, well, no, 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 no. Stop right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had to kind of explain, again, what those three things. Supply chains can, are, are literally the lifeblood of, of any, any entity creating value. And so... In the era of COVID-19, I think the whole planet is getting a lesson in supply chain. I mm-hmm. think that moving forward, um, explaining to students why supply chains are important is going to be a lot easier. Um, you have the example of the toilet paper apocalypse. And <laughs> actually, I came from the industry, so I should call it bathroom tissue apocalypse. We don't call it toilet paper. Um, anyway, uh, also the disruptions to the food supply chain and then the challenges that we saw in the healthcare supply chain with PPE, protection, personal protective equipment, text, test kits, and things like that. So mm-hmm. is, is the, the opportunities for growth are there. The field continues to remain relevant for the years to come. So absolutely, uh, I would tell any student thinking about it, give it a serious look. Right. That is something that I noticed with the coronavirus pandemic because 
my mom never understood what I wrote about. She was like, the supply chain, what's that? And now I think this is like the first time where the whole world is looking at the industry and they're realizing how big of a deal it is. But also, you're a professor and you had to teach during the pandemic. So about the supply chain, when it's such a big deal. So can you just talk about that a little bit? Well, yes, and 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 actually, is like like I mentioned before, it provided such a rich a rich environment to have discussions, and students were ready to receive it because they could relate to what was going on in a way that many of the textbook examples perhaps seem so detached from their reality sometimes, but they knew that they were going to the store. And they were not seeing the bathroom tissue on the shelf. I mean, we exchanged over Zoom cell phone pictures of the empty shelves. And we talked about why are they empty? And we had deep conversations about what kind of strategies companies use to plan inventory and how some of the strategies couldn't have prevented the shortages, not only in bathroom tissue, but food and some medical supplies. So Mm -hmm. it, it was really intense because and even emotional um as some students were in some of the areas that were more uh, severely impacted and mm-hmm. so they were facing uh, some hardships or they have family members who had become ill and there were the concerns about the, the the access to the protective equipment they they needed and it was true for my students who remain uh, in the united states uh, who are domestic students or students that were in locations like South Korea or China who were chiming in via Zoom telling me about how it was impacting them as well. Right, and then I think that is just such an interesting take because not only are they learning about the supply chain, they're able to see it work in real time, which is something that most students don't get. It's usually they learn about it and then they get do their internship or their Mm co-op. So what is it like to teach that way, to have those experiences that they can relate to? Well, I think as a teacher, it challenges you to do a different kind of teaching than what we normally picture when you picture a college classroom where there is a lesson plan and you have concepts you have to introduce and you mm-hmm. present the concepts, give the students problems or exercises to make them think through the concept. Uh, but in this case, it was kind of a, a more um, the, uh, an exercise of, of extracting the knowledge out of their experience. So it was mm-hmm. almost an exercise of grounded theory where um, we spent a lot of time in reflection and observation and allowing them to become you know, more actively engaged perhaps than a regular traditional teaching environment where they're talking about their experience, what they're observing, the news articles they're reading, um, you know, are are we ever going to get milk again and all these other things, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, But, and then let, give them the opportunity to bring it all. And then for me to guide them to the process of structuring what have we learned out of all of this experience, which is, a different dynamic than the prepared structure, um, more teacher-dominated mode for instruction that you know mm-hmm. we, we use primarily because we 
most institutions that have active supply chain programs have are getting a lot of demand for the program, so we have a lot of students to teach. Um, but this mm -hmm. required a little bit more of a uh, an engage uh, where this an engagement where the student was, you know, actually in, in a way teaching themselves and each other uh, mm -hmm. as much as doctor, just kind of the guiding person in the process. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's a and it's a situation that everybody is going through. It's just like not one person is affected by the pandemic. It's a global it is. thing too. Yes. But but then yeah. something else that I think supply chain students right now because you mostly do you mostly teach undergrad students. I teach primarily undergrads. I have taught graduate students, but my bread and butter are my sweet and dear undergrads. <laughs> <laughs> well, something I think that really is beneficial to them is something that I never had. So I majored in English. So all my professors, they were just like dedicated to school their entire life. And that's what, like their end goal was to become a professor. While supply chain students, their professors have that industry experience. How do you think that is more beneficial to them? Well, it, it, it's interesting from the perspective, and, and, and I kind of fo followed um, a path that is actually not that rare in supply chain, but a lot of my colleagues have a combination of both the advanced you know, PhD and industry experience. And I think that where it really impacts the student is that many times when students sit in a class um, I'm sure that many of them are wondering, okay, so what do I do with this? You know, that sounds like an interesting concept, but what does this mean? And they really latch on to those anecdotes, those experiences where you can give them a sense of what connecting the dots could look like. And granted, <laughs> you know, my own personal industry perspective is particular to consumer packaged goods where I was. I spent time in automotive, some time in apparel. Um, but, you know, even if those examples are, are, are focused on my experience and my perspective, it at least gives them one glimpse on an illustration that they, they can refer to, even though it's not their own experience, until they get an, go on their own to get an internship and a co-op and begin creating their own experiences. And uh, mm -hmm. what's rewarding to me is that Many times I get the same students at the introductory level back a, a year or two later in their capstone course, in the last course, and they have already gotten some experience. And now we're talking like two people who can speak from an experience standpoint. And, right. And it makes the class better for not just them, but for everybody else who participated mm -hmm. in that discussion. Mm -hmm. So you just like briefly mentioned all the industries that you've been a part of that mm -hmm. I think, and you've been a part of so many different ones. How does that reflect on your teaching style now? I think when I think about designing instruction for my course, it, it, makes, me, you know, it makes me think from the perspective of obviously providing my students with the opportunity to get a very solid theoretical foundation. Mm -hmm. But it also um, helps me add some, sometimes a caveat or two about, okay, in theory, this is what we believe. If the concept says this is how it works. But in practice, there are certain instances 
where this concept manifests itself in a different way, or maybe that strategy could backfire because people may, you know, do A, B, and C. So it really empowers me to, again, take something from the theoretical realm and, you know, put it in a, in a plane of application where they can buy into it and say, oh, okay, so people do use this stuff out there. Mm. So maybe I, if I see something like that in practice, I know I have at least one idea on how to approach this or what worked, because I tell them what worked, but I also tell them what didn't work. And right. Yeah, so how, mm-hmm. yeah, so how long have you been teaching for? Uh, at Penn State, um, I have been teaching for 13 years now. Okay. And I, prior to coming to Penn State, I was in industry, but before that, um, I had the opportunity to teach as part of my graduate program at Purdue and my graduate okay. program for the state, yeah. So Nice. Mm-hmm. And then how has the industry evolved since you started teaching, let's say, at Penn State? Well, you know what? It's, it's, it's interesting because there are things that, if, if I say it right now, a lot of people are going to say, well, that's not new. Um, but I, I'm thinking of it in the context of this conversation. We're talking about things that can impact how we teach supply chain to the next generation. Mm-hmm. For, for as long as, you know, I can remember uh, as an adult uh, getting a college education, you, I read a lot about people denouncing the evils of siloed uh, thinking in business and, mm-hmm. and how, you know, the, the lack of effectiveness of management focus on function and optimizing functions. However, I, I think that it is in the last 20 years, like probably more so in the last 10 years, but I think that the actual effort or, or the actual uh, ability to uh, acquire tools to help students understand the difference between the real difference between functional thinking and process thinking, which is central to supply chain, because we are all mm. about processes, source, make, deliver, plan, return. And, but processes are kind of an abstract concept that students can get theoretically but they don't fully understand it until they get a little bit more hands-on. Right. So it's easier for them to understand a function. Okay, this is inventory planning. These are the goals. These are the objectives. You minimize inventory costs. This is transportation. The function. This is what you do. You minimize transportation costs or increase, maximize speed of delivery, whatever. The point is that, you know, sometimes we introduce students to the concept very uh, in a silo manner. So, but... I, I know that many colleagues of mine, not just at Penn State, but across um, the world who are trying to teach this thing, we are um, becoming more and more capable of, of having in-classroom experiences using things mm-hmm. like simulations. There are so so many uh, excellent resources. I am a big fan of the Fresh Connection because it helps us. Um, it's one of those tools that in the last few years, in the last decade, has helped me um, evolve from trying to explain purely conceptually the impacts of, of not thinking on a process-oriented kind of way to actually have them go through the experience in the classroom and then debrief and think about that. So mm-hmm. I think that's something that's evolving. I think that there's going to be more um, development in that area. Um, I also see an increase in students' um, interest and both uh, awareness of sustainability 
And mm -hmm. so I think the, the, it's just happening at different levels. It's happening in the market where consumers' awareness or customers' awareness uh, is driving companies, you know, and actually companies that want to do the right thing. There are companies that have a strong social conscience. Uh, it's really creating a stronger emphasis on sustainability across the supply chain. Right. Expectations. Um, so students, I think, are personally and professionally craving more. Mm -hmm. So in our programs, um, you know, especially I can speak, I, I, I can't speak for all the programs out there, and there are excellent programs, but now in ours, um, we have built our capability in adding sustainability to the supply chain um, curriculum. And, and it's something that I think has increased considerably in the last um, few years. Uh, another thing I would say is the, you know, the, the shift away from focusing on um, forecast and forecast-based planning as the all-in-all -all of the analysis. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that we don't do other kinds of analysis, but I think that in the past 20 years ago, we were very focused on just making the getting the best forecast possible and learning the best forecasting tools, and we live and die by the forecast. And although forecasts are still important, we are getting access to information and data. And we have acquired a level of visibility in the supply chain that now the question is, what are you going to do with all that data? Um, so, right. yeah. So we're, we're asking students to be more uh, data literate, um, more capable in the analytics space. So I see a strong push for students who have an interest in supply chain to, in parallel, also develop strong um, you know, business analytics uh, type skills, which again, mm -hmm. is not that we're not there before, but I think that they're gaining um, more relevance as the amount of information that is fed and the need for higher speed of decision-making in supply chain is, is, is increasing. Mm -hmm. And then is Penn, at Penn State, is it just a supply chain major or is it like a business major and then you emphasize? in supply chain? We have a major uh, that is called supply chain and information systems. Mm -hmm. And our, our students focus, and actually it's based on the core model. They focus on, you know, learning the, the foundation to a, an introductory course. And, and then we build on the pillars of source, make, deliver, plan. And, and then there is a host of other courses the students add, like the course of sustainability. The there are other courses that add breadth in different areas, um, including, mm -hmm. you know, adding a couple of courses in finance or marketing, a, a, in diversity and inclusion also. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting uh, program. Mm -hmm. That, since you mentioned diversity and inclusion, mm -hmm. so how are you encouraging more women to be a part of the supply chain industry? All right. Thank you so much. Um, we, I mean, we, within, within our college, uh, actually, we, we do have outreach, uh, at least at the local level, uh, with the high school. And we mm -hmm. engage high school students uh, through an, an early exposure to supply chain. The local high school has a supply chain program, and it tends to attract, a, 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 you know, an equal share of men and women, but definitely we have seen over the years and a strong interest in, in women. 
and we have uh, women pursuing supply chain. We also have um, a very strong, very strong women in business uh, organization that is not there just for supply chain, but really supports and encourages and addresses the need of women in different fields of supply chain. And I think that the interaction between that body and our professional student organizations in supply chain is, is helping create an environment where, where women uh, in our programs know that they, you know, they belong just as much as anybody else and that they're, you know, um, welcome and, and, and that we want to see more of them. And there is definitely been an increase in the number of um, um, females in the field in the last 30 years. I can mm-hmm. say that. Oh, I, well, I can say that from personal experience. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I think that we are expanding the range in which we think about these problems and we all bring our own way to, to look at the world and, and make uh, solutions more robust and richer. So um, I think that, and, and, and I do, I, I can also cite that we do have faculty who are committed mm-hmm. uh, to being, we call them the supply chain evangelists. We know offense to, to this has no religious reference whatsoever, um, but, but in, in terms of like really getting the message out of the, the wonderful opportunities in supply chain. And, and, and I know at least of two of my colleagues who make it a point to share that message with our uh, women uh, in, in the business program before they declare their major. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I, I think that, that um, in the future, this is just going to continue to get better and better. Mm-hmm. So I wholeheartedly agree with you because I went to an engineering school. <laughs> I majored in English, but I still went to an engineering school. And there is always a joke about the platform ratio and that <laughs> there is three guys to every one girl. But then in my four and a half years there, it started to equal out a bit and more and more girls were in the engineering program. And so I think starting to educate young women at a younger age and letting them know like, hey, it's fine. If you like science, (laughs) it makes like a world of a difference because I didn't have that. Nobody told me that it was cool to like science. And so if I would have heard that at a young age, I probably would have tried a little harder in chemistry, I guess. But. <laughs> I mean, but that early, that early engagement is, is very important. And, and, and I think it also has been great that we have um, uh, alumni, alumnas, alum, part of our alumni, I'm trying to pluralize alumna, alumnas, alumni. <laughs> anyway, the point is, <laughs> That we, have, we have many uh, women who have graduated from our programs over the year uh, in supply chain, many of whom have had very uh, successful careers and, and they come back and, and, and they, they tell their story. And, you know, it helps that young freshman who has made up her mind um, that, you know, wow, that could be you. And actually, I, I want to also also send a shout out to to my colleagues in the University of Arkansas. They have yeah. a they have a group named Wise. The the women in supply chain. Or oh, I think she she my my friend Stephanie Thomas might might not be happy because I can't remember what it is for. But let me say, <laughs> Wise is a symposium 
where they, they basically are not only keeping it to themselves, they're sharing the love. Um, mm-hmm. And we had uh, a great meeting of young women in supply chain and faculty, women faculty in supply chain coming together. And there, they, there is another forum being planned for this upcoming year. And um, she is doing a fantastic job of promoting the profession, not only within uh, their university, but also, you know, opening it up, opening up the opportunity to have that dialogue. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was really fortunate to be a part of, of that um, event. It was excellent for me and the young women mm-hmm. from Penn State who attended as well. That's awesome because there's just like this preconceived notion that when a bunch of women are together, it's just going to be catty. And that's not true. Things, no. The times are changing and it's all about empowering women and women supporting women. And just, yeah. we want people to be able to succeed and to have those, those programs and see successful women in the industry. It's going to change so much it's going to change the future the future generations it's going to change the way the industry looks as well yeah i honestly think that that's a product and and what i love to what i really love about the field is that there is a high level of collegiality and collaboration among people across universities and the same thing was observed when all these women were together. Like you said, like people think, oh, you got a bunch of women together. We're going to see, you know, who has the cutest outfit. No, 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 no. I, I, I think the beauty of supply chain is that it, it, it empowers you while at the same time makes you humble. Because mm-hmm. the, magnitude, the magnitude of the problems that we have to solve is such that we all, that's what supply chain is about, is knowing that you can't, do it all alone and that's right the whole concept of a supply chain we we can't do it alone so that network is there to lift up and support each other and and that's the spirit that i think was so palpable uh, again at that at that event and i'm hoping that that many other institutions including ours can you know promote these type of activities that cross boundaries across different institutions because they, at the end of the day, it is the women in supply chain that win. And CSPSC mm-hmm. has done a good job to awesome, also bringing women together. So another shout out uh, to that. Um, so there, there is a lot of effort out there to promote the field among women. And, and I'm very fortunate to have been a part of uh, or benefited mm-hmm. of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Because you can only be as successful as your partners, mm-hmm. too. So yeah, together, we are literally in this together. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's going to take all of us. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. going to take all of us. Mm-hmm. All right. So and then what advice would you give to today's college students majoring in the supply chain? I would say, you know, Keep your mind open. Keep mm-hmm. your mind open. Do not, you know, I, I find that students sometimes when they're in the middle of the program, they immediately think that that's the time when they're just 19, 20 years old. They have to choose where in supply chain they fit. Am I going into procurement? Am I going in logistics? Am I going into demand planning? Am I going into, like, whoa, 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 slow down. Um, <laughs> you know, first of all, you know, let's let's think about the fact that right now you're a student your number one priority is to learn mm-hmm. so 
keep your mind open and open yourself to be exposed to opportunities to, to get a taste of the breadth of, of opportunity that there is in supply chain, which is the beauty of it. Um, maybe your first experience was in procurement. Uh, you got an internship in procurement and you love procurement. This is all I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Well, if you get a chance to, to get a co-op or at least, at least participate in some sort of activity that exposes you to something different, maybe go to a presentation by a logistics company, give it a chance and, and know that throughout your career, especially in a field like supply chain, it is unlikely that you will stay in just one area doing one thing for the next 15 to 20 years. That, that is not going to happen. You, you're going to have the opportunity to learn and evolve and move. And in those first few years, um, it's critical to stay open-minded. Be a self-starter. Self um, do not just wait for things to come to you. Um, do your research. When, whenever there is a speaker in, on campus, Go see what they have to say. Take notes. Say hello. Um, be passionate and and know that supply chain really has a tangible, palpable impact. That, that mm. regardless of what industry you're in, what you do makes a difference. That's really good advice, especially the be involved part because mm. things are always changing, and so you're going to want to know every sector mm -hmm. of the supply chain too. And then, so on the opposite side, what advice do you have for those graduating college and entering the industry? Well, you know, for those that have kind of reached the end of what some people call the best four years of your life, <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, it's kind of up there, all that independence with, for most limited responsibilities, most students don't have families, so it's, it's kind of a free, independent time, which can be a lot of fun. But when you get to the end of that and you're moving into your supply chain career, I would say commit to lifelong learning. Um, mm -hmm. One of my colleagues shared a quote with me that um, is allegedly uh, from uh, Albert Einstein's, uh, Albert Einstein, <laughs> and he said, once you stop learning, you start dying. Once you stop learning, you start dying. Never <laughs> stop learning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that you won't die. And what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean scare anybody. Okay, that sounded really scary. But let me let me just explain. And I think it's mainly about who you are uh, as both personally and professionally. You, you are always in a state or in a, you should always be in a state of growth. Because I think the world around you um, changes. And we know that even those who are really young can look, you know, 10 years back. A college grad is probably 21, 22. They can probably look at what the world looked like when they were 12, and they can see a lot of change. Mm -hmm. It means that, you know, you're, you're, you have your career ahead. May you live long so that you have many years ahead of you. And in those years, the likelihood that the world is going to look different than it does today is 100%. <laughs> right. So um, embracing learning as, as a thing that you do to renew and refresh and to keep you from getting bored and stuck in a rut, to open yourself to new opportunities when those opportunities come, 
I am a, I'm a middle-aged woman, and I think that every day I seek to learn something new. And, and if, even in the past year or so, I have committed myself to a few things I want to, you know, learn more about, which were mm -hmm. things that were not around uh, when I was, you know, their age and studying engineering, like blockchain. I mean, blockchain didn't exist when I was, you know, in my 20s, and I won't tell you how long ago that was. <laughs> but, you know, I had to learn. Like, if I'm going to mm -hmm. talk to my students about things that are transforming supply chain, that's something that I want to know more in depth, right? Right. And, uh, yeah. So I would say network, stay in touch with your faculty, join a local chapter of a professional supply chain organization, uh, either the Council for Supply Chain Management Professionals. You can also think of the Association of Supply Chain Management, whichever one you feel more connected to or has the most active um, group in your area, join them, go to talks, meet people, give back. Um, many of my former students uh, come back and I invite them to talk about what it was like to make the transition. And it's, mm -hmm. rewarding, it's rewarding for both the presenter and the students. It, it really, it, it helps those who are coming up understand that you know, it is nerve-wracking to go from being a student evaluated just on grades to going and managing a, a, a purchasing budget of $2 million for a major corporation. And I have had students that have done that. And it's like, mm -hmm. I can't believe you are managing how much woman. A part of me is like scared. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're well prepared. Mm -hmm. But a part of me is like, I knew you before you even know what procurement was. And somebody's trusting you with how much? <laughs> okay. But it's a, it's a proud, I get a proud academic mom moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I know that my students are working for, um, you know, global automotive manufacturers, and I see a car of that make and model and to think, you know, one of my students procured the parts for that car or I'm using my computer and I know that I have a student who works in the team sourcing components for the chips. And mm -hmm. it's, it's such a great thing to see them come back and tell, tell their story. Mm -hmm. Right. So you mentioned CSCMP mm -hmm. and I think I would be doing us both a disservice if we didn't talk about how you won the contest <laughs> last year. <laughs> Ah. Well, it is no secret. Um, I love supply chain mm -hmm. and I love teaching and I love uh, being around young people who are, you know, passionate about doing fun things in, in a field that I love so much. So when the call out went, I went through a moment of, of doubt because I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm looking at the gray hair on my head going, who would want, I mean, this, that sounded like more of a, maybe a millennial thing since the topic was millennial. So mm -hmm. but I, I, I talked to a friend, a colleague, and he's like, oh, come on, do it, do it. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And, and I, I was just excited and humbled and beside myself. Um, I had the best time. I, I can tell you I had the best time ever. The, the panelists were people who were such a such a joy to get to to know in that brief moment, and the topics that they touched on and their life life journeys were so interesting. I consider it uh, one of the highlights of of 
of my of my career to have done that it was it was such a blast <laughs> oh <my> god <laughs> well hopefully we can see see you at CSCMP again well, if we can ever meet in person again <laughs> well i'm planning to be there on the next edge and i actually was um i'm, I'm glad to to say that i was asked to be part of the uh, conference uh, planning committee for this year so I am excited to to work with the people trying to put together um, an amazing program for this year. So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so, awesome. so, Lisa, I know that we're running short on time, but I just have one last question for you, mm-hmm. and it might be a little tough. So, what is your favorite part about the supply chain industry? Oh. <laughs> That that's a yeah. It is it is tough and it's easy at the same time because the answer popped into my head two seconds after I read the question. Mm-hmm. Um, the the hard part is how do I put it into human words? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I what makes me excited about it is that when you work in supply chain, you you can see you can literally see that what you do makes a difference and that it matters. Um, Mm. I remember when I was with a major uh, consumer goods company and I would go to the store and just to do my regular grocery shopping and I saw an individual picking our product off the shelf. And I, I just, I mean, the fact that that product was there, that it was safe to use, that it had the right quality and it's, it was a family care product. So I'm thinking, you know, this is, this is something that makes a difference for people's everyday life and the quality mm-hmm. matters. And, and it might seem like such a menial thing to the naked eye, but to me, I knew the work and the blood and the sweat and the tears that not just me, but so many people who work to plan and, and manage the inventory and the transportation and sourcing and dealing with the suppliers from all over the world to make sure that unit of product was there for that person when they needed it made me feel so good. And I, I can't imagine that my colleagues in other industries do not feel the same um, when they see the fruit of their labor actually um, in the hands of those who enjoy it. Mm-hmm. or use it oh that is amazing <laughs> that was so nice to hear and I, speak, and I think especially during the times of COVID that is what it matters and I think it matters more to people to hear that than you know so I like just even being a witness to that oh Uh, (laughs) and and thank you for giving me the opportunity to share that Mm -hmm. no problem so we're we're running short on time so Felisa is there anything else that you would like to add well I would like to say that um, as young you know I know that for young people as they look at their future especially right now there is, there is, there are a lot of things happening in the world, and um, you might feel uncertain about choices that you have to make about your future in the upcoming years. But I would say, um, 
if you're thinking about supply chain on the professional side of things, I said, you know, talk to people. Most reach out if you're looking at a particular school. Most most faculty that I interact with are very approachable. Send a nice, polite email. Say, do you have a minute? Can I talk to you for 15 minutes? I'm thinking about supply chain. Is this for me? On the personal level, remain resilient. Uh, you are young. You are strong. And we need you, the next generation, to help us find the solutions to many of the problems that we have today and the problems that we still don't even know that are coming down. But please remain strong and resilient. You are, you, we, we are counting on you and we're all in this together. Thank you so much for listening. Check back every Thursday for a new episode of Link Educate.